What's up and welcome to the Project Money Badger podcast. I'm Travis and I'm your host. This is a podcast where we talk about life domination. So today we're going to talk about what's really, to be honest, one of the most important skills to have. And that's comfort, or more specifically, the lack of comfort. So normally, you'd probably call that being uncomfortable, the opposite of comfort, but that's not really a strong enough word for what we're talking about here. And it's really important for you to be able to separate what we're talking about from the awkwardness and uncertainty associated with the word uncomfortable. So what we're actually talking about is an aggressive and confident approach to being uncomfortable. So we're going to call it being anti-comfortable. So like I said, this is a skill, not a talent, because this is a muscle that needs to be trained and developed. So we all hear people today talking about finding your comfort zone and working in your comfort zone and in operating out of your comfort zone, when the reality is comfort is the most dangerous feeling for anybody striving for greatness to experience. So what we should be looking for every single day are new ways to get uncomfortable. So we need to do this so often and with such a burning intensity that it becomes an addiction to the point where you develop a need in your soul to be uncomfortable. And no, you're never going to be comfortable doing this, but that's the whole idea. So when you accept this as a necessity in life, that's when you cross over truly to mastering the skill of being what we call anti-comfortable. So a good example of this is in the movie Troy. Now, in the opening scene of Troy, where there's this massive soldier, this massive Greek guy who challenges uh, the best soldier uh, in the opposing army to one-on-one combat to to settle this war. So the king sends uh, a servant boy to go get Achilles. Now, the boy finds Achilles, like, sleeping in his tent, sleeping off a hangover, and delivers the message to Achilles. So Achilles gets ready to go fight this guy. So while he's getting on his horse to go ride out to the front lines, the boy says to Achilles, I wouldn't want to fight that man. He's bigger than any man I've ever seen. So Achilles' only response to the kid was, that's why no one will ever remember your name. The reason Achilles said this and felt this way is because to Achilles, true success was to live on in legend after his death. And he aligned his actions 100% with that end goal. And he made that goal the center of his focus. So when you really break it down, you can either have liberty now or you can have freedom later. So when we say liberty, we mean The ability to do kind of whatever you feel like doing right now. Or the ability to be comfortable right now. And when we say comfortable, that's comfortable from not doing what you're afraid of. Comfortable from not putting in extra work. Comfortable from not trying something new that you're unsure of or afraid of. Freedom, on the other hand, is exactly what it sounds like. Freedom is the freedom to travel whenever and wherever you want. Freedom is being able to take care of every single person in your life financially. Freedom is the ability to truly do what you want and what makes you happy. So here's a real-world, modern-day business example, so to speak, of the difference between liberty and freedom. So let's say you own a sports store. So you have a customer come in. Maybe you're, maybe you're just really not like feeling it that day or you're sick. Um, you, know, you just don't really feel like giving it 100% that day. 
Now the customer comes in, let's say he wants to buy some golf clubs and you sell golf clubs. So maybe you're close to like closing time and you're just not really feeling up to like going all in for this customer. And maybe this customer, he happens to come in and he's like like an internet warrior, right? He did his research online and he thinks, maybe he doesn't know shit about golf, but he thinks that he knows uh, what he needs. So he comes in, like did some research online. I want to buy this set of clubs. All right, great. And you just kind of roll with it and you just do, you take the easy way out. And maybe, you know, maybe you have an idea they're not right for him. Maybe you think they might be right for him, but you don't really do your due diligence. You don't ask him about his game at all. You don't take him out to the range. You don't have him hit any clubs or balls or anything like that. You just kind of roll with it and you let him buy what he wants. So now maybe after a few weeks of hitting those clubs, fast forward, he starts maybe taking some lessons from a pro. Right? And maybe he starts to take golf a little bit more seriously and he finds out that maybe he didn't get the best clubs for him. So maybe, maybe for example, he hits the ball a little lighter and maybe the shafts on the clubs are too firm for him so he's not getting, he's not getting the distance with the ball that he'd like. So then he goes back to a different sports store. And let's say he's still kind of adamant because he probably did more research online, found out that maybe his shafts are too flexible for him. So he did some research and found out what he thinks he needs to get, but instead of agreeing with him at this new store and just selling them what he they what he thinks that he wants, they actually have him go into the practice range and they put a couple different clubs in front of him, a couple different drivers and irons and woods, and a couple different shaft densities, and he hits a few dozen balls uh, with a couple different styles of clubs. So he experiences the firsthand benefit of these different clubs. And that store gets him set up with the best setup for his game as it sits right now. And the guy is just thrilled. No, he didn't walk out of that store with exactly what he thought he wanted, but he walked out of the store with what he needed. So the repercussions from this can be absolutely insane. So short term, who do you think he's going to go to for balls, shoes, tees, any other supplies that he might need? Yeah, the other guys, because they made him happy. They didn't tell him what he wanted to hear. They told him what he needed to hear. Like his doctor. The doctor's job is not to make you happy. The doctor's job is to prescribe medicine to get you healthy, whether you like it or not. So it doesn't stop there, though. The referrals and the word of mouth are insane. But what if he goes pro? Even if he doesn't necessarily have anything bad to say about you because you didn't really do anything wrong to him, who do you think is going to get the praise in his interviews? Who do you think is going to get the mentions and the shout-outs in his come-up and his success stories that everybody's so crazy about nowadays. Yeah, the other guys. Who do you think is going to get the opportunity to sponsor him on tour and reap all the business as a result of that sponsorship and endorsement? Yeah, the other guys. All because you took the short-term liberty you had available to you to do what was comfortable for you at that time, to not go the extra mile like you should have. Instead of making yourself anti-comfortable and doing what was best for the customer, even though he didn't realize that was best for him at the time. When you suck it up and you do what's anti-comfortable enough times, you set yourself up for true and long-term freedom. So bottom line is this, when you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to get what everybody else is getting. So you have two choices, be comfortable and stagnate, or be anti-comfortable and dominate.